Podnuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 177. This is a show where we talk about all things geekery from iPhones, Androids, and we even talked about vault toilets at the beginning. There's no, that's so low key. We, we're not going to talk about that because uh, there's no technology in that at all. Uh, unless some things have changed since softball season. But, uh, hey, who am I? I don't I don't judge. But, uh, hey, welcome to Geeksters. Glad to be with everybody today. Tim is back with us today. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, man. I'm pretty good. How you doing? Doing well. I think I'm doing better than you guys. Since we, we talked, there, you guys were doing... Uh, Mitch was raving about how warm he was, how he was outside just sunbathing, working on getting a tan, and then I think he got like a half an inch of snow or something, like a drizzle. Wasn't it like a drizzle? Would you call it a, a, a misting? Is that what you call that? Just, just 29 inches, that's all. I, I've, I've heard that called a, a, a drizzle, so I'm going to just leave it at, at, at that. But how can they... We had so much drifting. How can they tell? I mean, you go out my front door, like a few feet, there's no snow at all. Then in front of there, it might be a three-foot drift, four-foot drift. Crazy. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't think I've, I've been in snow that deep once, and I was going somewhere, and I was passing through it. I never, I've never seen that much snow outside my front door. Rain. 29 inches of rain, though. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. Not now. That's really, but hey, um, you guys doing well? Tim's back. Everybody's, uh, doing well at, with you, Tim? Yeah. Hey man, it's uh, you know, back week, so in one. routine. I mean, last time we talked, really, it was kind of you know wrapping up the holidays, and so uh, of course it's getting to be the end of January here. But um, it takes a little bit, takes a little while to kind of get things back going again with kids and school and work and routines and and uh, and all that. But uh, it, it it's getting toward the end of July or January here rather, and and that's that's a good thing because you start noticing the days getting a little bit longer and. Um, that gives you hope because it's it's been a nice winter. It's been easy on us, uh, aside from you know that one major storm. Nice warm here, and uh, but still, th- th- them short days they're, they're rough. So I'm I'm glad to see the the sun hanging around a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, uh, how's did you? So with the storm, were you able to go into work, or did you did you work? Yeah, because well, fortunately, it started uh what Friday night, and um, so it stopped about I guess Saturday night. A good. 30 hours, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I got cleaned out. I, I went over the driveway. I got a pretty long driver, driveway, like 70, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 feet, whatever. So I did it twice. I got a snowblower, thank God. But the roads hadn't been done. And they said these back roads may not get done until Tuesday. But fortunately, they did do it Sunday afternoon. So all I had to do was get what, you know, they blocked the bottom, you know, the, the playoffs blocked the bottom of my driveway. I had to clean that up. And um, then, yeah, I went to work, but we had some... uh we had a power outage in the building, but we still worked. But they had a crew, like four or five guys working around the clock, employees. I mean, because we got some equipment. You know? And just, it's a million square foot building I worked in, and we have like 80 dock doors. So, of course, they moved everything, all the what trailers they had out, and they um, sort of constantly, I mean, as soon as they did one section, they had to go back there, but it's back and forth. But it was all good. They, that was, they did a real good job. But they were up like 56 hours doing that stuff. Wow. It was crazy. But, I mean, yeah, I can totally, you know, I, I don't envy you at all, but, you know, the other day I was driving, and, uh, it, you know, everybody knows I live in the Pacific Northwest where it's gray and, and raining, and, and the other day the sun came out, and it, it hurt my eyes. So I, I feel, I understand the, the pain and misery of, of being stuck in 29 inches of snow because the sun was was too bright while I was driving. Yeah, okay. No, not 20, so, 29. 
It's like being at the beach and you know the wind coming off. It's just a little bit too strong. It's too it's too chilly. Just a little, just a little bit. The bad, the bad thing was I, you know, you go. I got a little. I got a half acre, and in the back I got a I don't know thirty by fifty area fenced in for the dogs, and so we do a little a little area right by the where they get off the deck. Of course, they don't want to go there. They want to go where they normally go, which is all on the other side. So my wife's making a path just for them. She fell and oh, no. she sure, fell right? and she couldn't get back up. And um, it's a good oh, thing wow. I was there. Yeah, she fell like in a two foot, three foot drift, whatever it was, and uh, she couldn't get up. But I was there, fortunately. No, no injuries or anything. No, nah, no, nah, she's all right. She just couldn't. She couldn't. No, nah, she fell and she's in like three, three foot of whatever or a drift, and it's just every time she no traction and she couldn't hold on to anything. I mean, oh, I got that's it right terrible. Now. Yeah, she was all right. Thank God. Thank you, fallen. <laughs> What's that? I said, speaking of falling down, when's the last time that you like that you like just fell down? That your feet just came out from under you, and you probably and you just, probably last year on the driveway on ice. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's not something that happens often enough, but it does for me. Well, I mean, I, you know, it, even once is too much, but it's not like something that happens so no. often that it's that when it happens, you're like really prepared for it. My daughter, my daughter got one of those. It's awful, those hoverboard things. Oh, my daughter wanted one so bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, which, of course, it's so stupid. Why are they call, even calling it a hoverboard? My wife uh, saw one the other day, and she goes, they don't hover? And I'm like, no, that's it. There was like a gang of kids. There was like seven kids like going down the street in a row on them. Yeah, a gang. A gang. Uh, it's it's like looking at a roller skate and call it a hover shoe. I mean, it's... Yeah, the name is a marketing <laughs> tool, I'm sure. It, it is. But you know what? I mean... It really is a neat thing. However, I, these things are the lawn charts of, of, of today. I mean, these things are somebody. People are going to be killed on these things. And I know that because I nearly was. I my, my daughter just had to have one for Christmas, and you know she got now it it actually shipped a little late, so she had to wait till uh, after New Year. But she, she gets it, and um, I, it's a really neat contraption. But I tell you, I was like, I, I was surprised even with you know. Uh, you know, I've noticed the older I get that, you know, my inner ear is just, it's shot. You know, I get sick on rides and, um, you know, my balance is nothing like it was when I was a kid. But I got that thing, I kind of like figured it out. And I'll tell you what, the thing is, is that it's, it's actually getting on it and getting off of it. I mean, that's, that's where the danger is. Once you're on it and you kind of have, you, you know, your balance and you kind of have, I mean, within, uh, you know, within probably two minutes, I was scooting around the house on the thing. I, and I kind of had, you know, I had enough control that I could really like, it wasn't like I was flying around the house. I mean, I could really just kind of, you know, edge a little bit, edge it like just back and forth. And I was surprised the control I had. But the problem is, is that you forget what you're doing, and I'm looking away, and you're showing off. Next thing I know, I go flying off the thing backwards. And it, it was almost like it was in a movie. I go flying off the thing backwards. It comes out of my feet. It goes that this way. I go that way. I land on the coffee table on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Crap goes flying everywhere. <laughs> my wife, my wife screams. She goes, "Are you okay?" And then she looks at me and she starts dying laughing at me. And I was like really in pain. I'm laying there like you know, you know, you have the, you know, how your back isn't supposed to be one, isn't supposed to be one way. I mean, that's what I was doing. Oh, that's and, way too funny. Oh my gosh, I'm staring at the ceiling. And I got stars, and I, I'm just, and this coffee table has a glass top on it, and I'm wondering. It sounded like a lot of stuff broke, and I, and I um. Oh my! It was like it was crazy that thing. Uh, 
uh, it, it's almost like it waits to, there's actually a really funny video uh, uh, on YouTube of um, uh, Mike, Tyson. The, Mike, yeah. Mike Tyson. Have you seen yep. this? Mike Tyson, I guess kid had one. He gets on. It's the same thing. You can see where he just, just by the time he, gets, he figures it out and he gets just a little bit too cocky with it like I did. He goes, and I mean, he, he flies off. He cracked his head bad. And you could tell that he, uh, that thing, uh, that thing messed him up. Uh, and so I, I can really relate to that. But yeah, I, I gotta tell people that those things, they're great, but go easy on them. It's, uh, oh my gosh, I tell you what, that thing, that thing took me for a ride. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, my daughter wanted one, but I was like, they catch fire. And I don't want you to catch fire. So. That's, okay, well. I mean, I just, that's the same reason she shouldn't have a laptop, too. Well, yeah, that's why she doesn't. Right. And she lives in a bubble. It was it was hard it was hard to, it was hard to check that on their plane trip to, you know yesterday but she they got they got it there. Well, you know what? If she's in a bubble, then she can't use one of those things anyway. Well, her you know feet, what? Her, I tell you what, just throw some marbles, just throw some marbles under your bubble, daughter. <laughs> It'll be the same effect. Just start to start running. <laughs> the hover feet? Is that what hover they call feet. that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, nothing. Um. Nothing too exciting here. It's been, I mean, we've, I've had some, some stuff, you know, uh, personal stuff and some business stuff come in that's, that's, uh, not, not, uh, you know, not Geekster's, uh, talk show worthy yet, uh, just because it's still got to get some stuff, uh, squared away with it. But, um, no, we're, we're all doing, everybody's doing really well. Nothing, um, yeah. Thanks to everybody for coming out for the show. Uh, that's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. That sums it up. No, uh, it doesn't at all. So one of the things that is new since, uh, so a couple weeks ago, if not more than that, we had talked about the Podnuts website getting a full revamp and just uh, looking really, really good. It looks awesome. And uh, I think my Rodella from your friendly neighborhood computer guy was involved in that, and he helped out and got just, I mean, just a great website. Well, the live page for Geeksters wasn't working. And uh, so today or, or last this week, I've been working with Door. We got it up and running. So if you we there's you never have to look for the YouTube videos or anything like that, podnuts.com, and then you can click on live in the middle. There's a drop-down live. Go to Geeksters Live, and you'll get that every single time. This this first time was uh, my bad. I put in the wrong link. So uh, you'll see us all go. We can't see the link, but the YouTube's recording. So uh, it's podnuts.com slash geeksters, plural, live. And uh, find us there. So that's exciting. And it's an iframe for iTunes. So if you have iTunes blocked by any kind of pop-up blocker or ad block, things like that, um, you're going to want to probably disable that. Uh, I use uBlock is my pop-up blocker in Chrome. And inside of that, I can block, I can unblock like all of Podnuts is just unblocked, but not uh, anything else. So uh, I have a, I've got, so while, I'm going, to, I'm going to mention this at the beginning of the show, so hopefully maybe somebody will have an answer for me uh, by the end of the show. If not, please send us the emails because I'm curious about this. I, I received an email just prior to coming on the show, and it's from a, one of my clients, and she says, Hi, Martin. Is there a quick way to count the number of emails I have sent or received in any given period? Um, I believe she's using Outlook 2013, if not maybe 2016, but I have a feeling it's 2013. I did quickly do a quick Google search, um, and I found a VBS script you could do. You could you could that input in there um, that basically will give you a count of everything you've highlighted. So my first thought was go into your sent items, your received items, and um, you know you know and then highlight how many you know maybe all of the highlight all of December, December first through thirty first, and have it count that for you. But I don't know if Outlook throws a count on there or not. So 
Uh, I'd have to pull up my virtual machine and, and look at that. But I thought I'd throw it out to the Geeksters community that if you know of a quick way or an application or something that will help me with that, um, I've never been asked that question. So there it is. Maybe somebody will help me um, find out how to resolve that. I'll try this VBS script. It was written for 2010, maybe 2007, so I'm not sure it's going to work for the newest versions, but um, I don't know until I try it. Have you guys ever been asked that question? or uh, No, but, you know, um, uh, counting things and collecting data and then assembling into information, is things, those are things that computers are really good at. So it seems to me like if somebody somewhere ever needed that, then surely a solution exists somewhere. If, if it doesn't exist in... Uh, you know, <laughs> In Outlook itself, Outlook itself, there has to be some more use. Right now, does um, it's Office three sixty five. That's what that is. It, yeah, so so she does have it is um local local Outlook. So Office is installed locally on her machine, but it, she does have hosted Exchange. But is it? I mean, a personal computer? Or is it on a, a it's, work? Computer? It's a it's a work computer. I mean, it, do they still do they still use Exchange with that and everything? And yeah, but it's hosted Exchange, so I don't have uh, all. I mean, I guess would if they, I use would a PowerShell have, script, would they have? They, I would think they would have the information. I don't know. Yeah, I could I call them. Um, so I don't know exactly what she's looking for. You know, Brantley in the chat room says, "Curious to know why you would want to know." Or curious as to why you'd want to know, like Office bra- <laughs> bragging rights. Um, I can I can ask Lisa when I talk to her this weekend. She may know. Right. You know. Yeah, I I don't know if it's just. Um, Knowledge. I don't know if there's something that she's got to report back to supervisors. I, I don't. I don't know the reason why. And I don't. We, that. And I read you the email word for word. So I don't know if it's just that simple, or if there's something, you know. Oh, what I really mean is, you know. But but actually, it's a, it, it is a good, good question. Really, you think about it. You know. I mean, like if you're like me at work, right? You know, I got. I just was cleaning stuff out from like six years ago. Right. I mean, I guess what you could do, this is a simple way of doing it, is if, say, your sent items, go in, highlight the sent items that you want to count, and mark them all as unread. That then turns on the flag to count the number of unread emails mm-hmm. in the folder. Gotcha. I don't know. Can you, Can you? Uh, I mean, this, this sounds like a dumb question, but could you just do a search? So if you were searching for emails and just do it during the ser- search to a query for the, you know, that, that time frame she's looking for, and then just uh, what's a wildcard like an asterisk or, or something that would be included in each email? I mean, that would that would actually count, would give you a count of how many were sent during that period. I mean, is that right, or am I? Is there anything to that? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I but I have to I have to open up my Outlook and mess with it. I don't, you know, like yeah. I said, my mine's in a virtual machine, so I may have to um, pull that open and find out. Yeah, my Outlook. I have to find my. I don't know where I, I put a box. Somewhere. So there it is. Question question to to do that. Um, a little bit of a change of information from last week. So last week I had mentioned that Windows XP, the embedded was no longer available. So if you made the changes to your Windows XP machine, that was it. You were done. Um, I was incorrect. And well, I was both. I was I was correct in saying that the Windows XP embedded was no longer supported. But if you changed it to the point of sale, which is what the registry hack was, you still have another year and a half or a year or something like that. So I was wrong, and I stand corrected. And I ask for your um, forgiveness, audience, because I led you astray. And probably all of you went out and purchased Windows 7 or Windows 10 and upgraded all your computers when you had another year of Windows XP. Darn. Sorry, I made you give money to the man. The richest man again, by the way. Forbes came out and said that he is now back on top of the richest man. In the Bill, world, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. I don't know who 
unseated him for a while there. Do you guys remember? Oh, oh I yeah, I, I do. did, and I forgot. Um, was it all those Powerball winners? <laughs> they didn't stay hidden, did they? No. Anonymous. Well, they're trying to pass a law. I heard to to say that if you win over a certain amount of money or something like that, then you you will stay anonymous. Yeah, I mean, there was before I came down here. Some show was coming. They were coming up. I forgot what I was watching, the news or whatever. And um, I guess it was four of them. But I mean, they obviously they didn't want to be anonymous. Yeah, I would stay anonymous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you, you would get relatives. Uh, me and Tim would be related to you. You I, know, all of a sudden, you know, come out of the woodwork. Nah. Throw some money down. We'd have the Podnuts uh, Podnuts Resort in the Bahamas. Yeah, I think it was Warren Buffett. She, I think Johnny might be right. Oh, I thought okay. I don't she know. Said, I don't know. I can't remember but, who it was, but he, he he's got. He's that's got yeah, some, I mean, that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, oh I don't no, she said she ate at the buffet. Oh no, no, no! I'm getting confused. Oh, she's she's listening to Jimmy Buffett. No, well, Brantley's talking about a Latino. Yeah, I don't, Brantley. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that's oh well. Anyways, um, so that was my question. I have another note here. Well, anyways, I can't. I'll have to remember what that one is. So I had a friend call me up um, yesterday, and he said he so he he writes music for um, movies and commercials and stuff like that. So that's what that's what he does. But he also is getting into photography. And so what he wanted to do is he needed a place to just store some photos and then basically just link them back to a web page um, so he could just, you know, embed a URL in a web page. And he was looking at Imager and he was looking at Flickr and he was looking at all these other ones, but he's he was worried about size and he was worried about space. And um, so what we did is we ended up creating him a digital ocean account and just using the $5 DigitalOcean. Um, he gets 20 gigs worth of space, and you know, and then he can put whatever he wants up there. You know, he's not limited to a certain size of a photo or, you know, I mean, he is based on the hard drive space, but um, so that worked out really well. We just created him a $5 DigitalOcean account, 20 gigs of, uh, of data, and you get a gig, you get a half a gig of RAM and a terabyte worth of bandwidth transfer, so plenty of, plenty of bandwidth transfer for him, and it's going to cost five bucks a month. Cool. Have, do you guys do any? Do you have any servers out on DigitalOcean? No, 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 I don't. No, no. It's a, I've got a couple actually, and it's just a great way to just spin up a, a Linux box, uh, any flavor of Linux. You get root access, so it's just like you're working on the, you know, right from the right from the command line, and you can, you know, I, I, what I usually do with mine is I, I spin it up, I do all my updates, and then I take a snapshot of it, so the machine actually shuts down. You take a snapshot, you date, and you know whatever you, you say what you want the snapshot to be named, and then once the snapshot's done, the machine turns back on, you're back up and running. So if you do something and you mess it up, you can always revert back to that point. It's basically a system restore. But um, say you just mess the whole thing up, you can just tell it to uh, reload with another operating system or the same one, and within a minute, minute and a half, you're back up and running. So digital digital ocean. And um, you you said it was free or was it or five dollars was the cheapest one. Um, I use it for like my Screen Connect is actually running on a digital ocean server, and I've had no problems with it at all. I mean twenty really twenty gigs is not much, but well, what are you I gonna do it, with twenty? I mean, I well, I mean, for just a Linux server, if you just need something to spin up and mess with Linux, or you know, run a quick website I, or something on. I'm confused. You're talking about the operating system is. Is on there? Yeah, because they're, they're so they're the they're virtual machines, oh, and so okay, when you okay. when you when you spin up uh, when you spin it up, you can choose what operating system you want, what flavor of Linux you want. And this is all in the cloud. All in the cloud. I have to try that. That's... Yeah. Okay. 
it's actually it's it's pretty nice. So I know a lot of other people use it. I would you know it's a great way to just spin up a server. It's outside of your home, so you don't have to worry about trying to do any routing on your firewall or trying to figure out how to do port forwarding or anything like that. It's outside your home, so it's got an external IP address. You can you know make it do. I mean, you can make it do anything. So it's a I'm you know five bucks, and then you just when you're done with it, you can just turn it off. Okay, I spent five bucks and I got a chance to play with a machine. And it's super. I mean, you know, it's pretty fast since it's all it's all on them, and you can just reload it when you need to. I think I've had my, I think I've had my, um, my Screen Connect server on it for it's over been over way over a year now. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if not more than that, actually, a couple years. I, I think the last setting it showed an uptime of a year, or um, but I think that was because I had done some updates to the server itself. I had I redid the operating system, and so that's that, that's that new one, and it's really easy. So say you you know you want to. You want to shut it down and um, bring up a new one, and that's what I did last time. Actually, is I had I had a I had a 12.04 long term in Ubuntu, and then I brought up a 14.04 in another DigitalOcean, right? And then made sure everything worked before I shut down the old one and left the new one up and running. Wow. And that's a nice thing about the VPS is you can just spin up another one and then cancel and delete the other one when you're done with it. So yeah, worked out worked out well. Um, anything you guys did exciting? Um. I think I told you last week that, uh, I guess about a month ago, they where I worked at, they changed the uh, domain from the previous company to this new company. And um, so now we go, you know, that Monday I go to log. I mean, everything's fine. But now sometimes when you, I try to log off of somebody else, you left the log on, I'll log off, and it gives me this generic log on for, for my profile, saying something about my profile or whatever. Right. So we could shut it down, reboot, and it would be fine. So today I come and work. Um, no matter what what I did, I kept on rebooting. It just kept on giving this generic uh, um, profile, and uh, and the, the guy there's only it's only usually two two people use this machine. A guy on night shift. Anyway, he, he said he couldn't get on either. So I I did get tech. Um, had to call a help desk, and and they're in um, Chicago, and and I work in Maryland. Go figure. But anyway, so he actually he came in and he had to he had to delete like the backup profile and rename some stuff, and he he got it. So, I mean, I'll see tomorrow how it's going to work. But uh, I should have paid attention to what he was doing. I didn't really pay attention to what he was doing. I mean, it was in the registry. He had to edit some stuff. Got you know, it was profiles, in- you know. Yeah, I actually just ran into that today with a computer at um, the school that I work at. It there one of the one of the you know you'd log in and it wouldn't it wouldn't work and what struck me as odd right off the bat was the fact that when I logged in under that user it said preparing your desktop I was yeah. like okay this is a, this is a child computer this is one of the fifth grader computers and they all use the same account so I know that they've logged in before I said okay so I logged out logged in as as an administrator I went into the users and I deleted their profiles mm-hmm. right and then logged back in and it popped up saying this is a temp profile so wow. you go into you you log out, log back in as your administrator, you know, right. account. Which um, I couldn't do any of that at work. Right, right. Um, H key, local machine, mm-hmm. Microsoft software, Windows. yeah, oh. Microsoft software. Anyways, con- current control set software, yeah. Windows NT profile. Right, right. There's profile list in there. There's got to be. There's probably one with a .bak file at the mm-hmm. end of it. You can either get rid of .bak and reboot your machine, or what I did is I just deleted that profile. Started from scratch. Deleted the profile, rebooted, logged in, profile saved, up and running. I think it was like two of them in mine. I wasn't yeah. paying attention to what he did. But he did it for the other guy, too, that logged in. Um, so hopefully, and, and, and another machine, these are XP machines, so which he was like harping at, too. I, I, mean, say, I remember that happening all the time with XP, it seemed like. Well, That's you know, it's, you said that. Yeah. 
yeah. None of the, the Windows 7 machines aren't having this problem. It's only the ones we have about four or five XP machines. It's only some of those would, are. Yeah, well, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's coincidental that I thought that. But yeah, I just, as soon as you said that, it's like loading attempt, you know, attempt profile because it seems like there was some gobbledygook with all that. Going. And uh, I, yeah, I, I remember that. That made me think of XP. See, our XP machines doesn't have the hacks because they're not getting updates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but here it's, it is. it's so it's so locked down. Actually, I, I can't do any anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, HQ local machine software, Microsoft Windows NT current version profile list. Yeah, yeah. He was where he deleted. It was the actually he backed everything up first, just in case. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which was good. Well, that's the thing is when I, I, you know, when we I would get in this generic profile, I can go into doc, you know, users doc, and see my stuff right there. Yeah, everything was there. All my shortcuts were there. But I don't want to go resetting everything up again. It was going to take me an hour or two or whatever. But. That, yeah, that's why, I mean, the one article that I read said just remove the dot back mm -hmm. and, and then try that to see if that resolves the issue before you kind of. I think he did that and he, he, I think he said something about renaming because I was, uh, actually had another issue. My, my boss who works there, he tried to play uh, a movie on his Windows recently updated. I don't know if it was Windows 7 or Windows uh, 8, uh, Windows 10 machine. It wouldn't play the D DVD. So there was something, I think, in the beginning, there was no support for it. I just played one on here, and it played. DVD, uh, DVD player came up on this yeah. Windows 10 machine. I guess it well, might have been something they added. So I don't know if he's getting his updates or not, but, uh, you know, it could be something wrong with his... Uh, so I told told him to try a couple of things, and I'm, I'm going to let him use this. Uh, I got a USB uh, DVD drive. Oh, yeah. So let him try... V, the VLC player? Yeah, I told him about that. I gave him all the information. Yeah. But I mean, um, I but had, it's playing on mine, but maybe it's because I'm, I, I'm, I get all the updates and everything, you know, maybe he, yeah. he probably doesn't. Yeah. I deployed a Windows 10 Dell venue. It's an 11 inch tablet. Mm -hmm. real, quick, um, real, real quick, before you dig yeah. into that. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I want to throw out my, uh, my favorite media, uh, player is, um, Media Player Classic. Oh, yep. From Cinema. Yeah. From a, you can get it from K Light, um, the K Light codec pack. It's uh, it's available. It's actually um, you can get that Nine Night, um, yeah. And uh, but also if you just go to um, just Google it, it's the codecguide.com. I'm sorry, codecguide.com. Um, M well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say MPC dash eight. It's a, it's a ridiculous name. It's Media Player Classic Home Cinema. It, the name's gotten longer with the years, but it's it's remained super small. And it's extremely powerful, and I love it. It's very, it's, it's very easy to set up. It's always played everything, and you can get pretty nuts with it. I mean, you can just open it and, and use it and be done with it, or you can get in there. I mean, you can configure, uh, you can remap uh, buttons um, for, remote, for remote controls to do different functions, and all kinds of stuff. It's anyway, I, uh, anytime. Uh, I know everybody's gonna get their favorite, and, and that, that's cool, but. If you're looking for one, try it out because I've used it forever and I absolutely adore it. Oh yeah, no, I use that all the time on Windows. I remember that. Um, yeah, the one on Nine Night, you actually, I think you can. Do you get the just the player or is it the the whole codec pack? Yeah, I think it comes with the codecs and everything else. Right. I remember that. So that the K Light codecs was the player was the was the I would always install those codecs because they played everything, and when I was on Windows. But then when I switched to Linux, I just started using VLC, and so it's just yeah. a m matter of preference of of operating system. But I that Media Player Classic that's still, you know, it. I'm a big fan of just just do what I need you to do. I don't need all the bells and whistles and the you know the fluff. They have a. Uh... 
or no, not a CKM player. Was that the one you're talking about, or no. and Media Monkey? No, it's it's actually inside of the codec, the K Lite codec. Oh, okay, I, I do see that. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they bundle it inside of there. I haven't done, I haven't played with the KM player or any of those. So, mm-hmm. oh, it does say K Lite codecs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's yeah, Nine Night. That is the one you want, K Lite codecs. Mm-hmm. However, like going back, I remember. There being these big code, especially with X, going back to XP, there was this big codec packs that you would download. And I, and I remember K-Lite being like kind of a dirty word in my mind. And all these code, because you would download this big thing and it would install a ton of you know, yeah. right. crap. It would just tentacles right, right, and everything. Right. And so, you know, a codec pack was a really, it's, you know, you didn't, it ended up being a lot more uh, trouble than, uh, it, it, it would cause more problems than it would solve. Right. However, um, at the night site, yeah, it does say K Lite Codex. I don't, I would shy away from that. It's just, it's, it's just Media Player Classic. But yeah, I would, but you can just go to, uh, FEC-HC and download that and try it. Yeah. Highly, the, uh, highly recommend it. The K Lite Mega Codec Pack, which is like, that's the, the, you know, Mega one, it's 40.3 megs. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, a wheel, it's like, a, that's a wheelbarrow stuff. I mean. Oh, it's, it's everything under the sun and then more stuff that you possibly could never use. You, you don't want that. I, all of a sudden, it doesn't seem light and snappy. Well, yeah, it's that, forty megs of down. It's, it's, yeah. it's called K heavy. It's uh, it's K raisin. I was like, did he just say K raisin? And then I heard it again in my head, and I'm like, oh, he said raisy. Crazy. That's cookie. That's some cookie stuff. That's yeah. crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> so I had a Windows 10 last week. Oh, gosh, what happened? She she upgraded her computers from Windows 7, worked fine, no problems, to Windows 10. Yeah. Everything worked fine, no problems, except except that the um, when she was at work, the internet, she's on wireless, the internet would drop and reconnect, and they would go for a while and then drop and reconnect and go for a while and drop. Like, it was always fluctuating. So, But at home, it never would do that. So, go ahead, Mitch. Which machine is this? Uh, I, it's a Dell. I had the same... This my um I have a Dell here my older i5 uh-huh. I read it before I did it right and I I was wondering if there was going to be issues because it's in, in a raid and it wasn't but I heard there was an issue with that and uh, before this PC and I can't remember if I updated the driver or not or not because it was working um I think I did update the I think I did update the driver just anyway yeah right because they're, so, they're saying there was an issue on that yeah. Yeah, so what we ended up doing, well, so I, she, it wouldn't work, it would work fine at home. And I'm like, well, we can reboot the router at work. We just unplugged it, plugged it back in. No, I said, you know, right now, either it's the driver issue, but, um, she was busy and I couldn't make it down there. And she was just like, I need to get this resolved. So I just had to roll back to Windows 7 and everything works fine. So I'll let her know if you want to roll up to Windows 10, we can do that again. And we'll just, we'll update the driver. But I knew it was something, something along those lines. It just, it was one of those things where she was, she was over there. I was here. We never could really get everything squared away. Um, it's kind of, I volunteer for that, for that, uh, that office. And so, um, not to say that I wasn't interested in going and working and fixing it. She just was like, ah, whenever you get a chance, no worries. Yeah. I think it's, it's an XP, XBS 8300 or 3000. I forget. I know it said it wasn't supported. Right. I know hers is not an XPS, but, I don't know. She did the upgrade, so I don't know if it ever said not supported or not. But yeah, it did say it on mine. But uh, but people weren't having any problem except for that one driver for the uh, right. Well, 
you know, we talked about, speaking of Windows 10, Windows 10, we've talked about in the past that GWX control, like there was the registry edit you could do, and then there was that application that you could put on your computer, which I have on the test machine behind me, um, and I need to update it because they've changed some, because it's always notifying me. Um, I know they've done an update on that GWX control panel to limit those updates, so it's not always notifying you. But, go ahead, Mitch. No, I'm, oh, I'll say something you're done, though. Okay, but Windows came out with a, Microsoft came out with an official how to manage Windows 10 notifications and upgrade options um, page. <laughs> Apparently, is it a piece of electrical tape? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's covered a, up on the screen. <laughs> just white, white up. Um, but what it is, is they walk you through how to do some stuff in group policy, which is what I then took that and I deployed that at the sites that I have a domains at because then they were, instead of them getting updates, now that's all being blocked by group policy. But essentially what you do is you go into your computer policy, you make some changes that, that, that adds a, that adds a folder in the registry or adds the ability to edit the folder in the registry. Then you go into the registry and then you change the D word from disable OS upgrade from zero to one, which then enables that. And now you, it's, it's done. And then what you do is you go into the Paul registry and you do that disable GWX and that gets rid of the, 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 the icon on the bottom of the screen. But you're talking about like pro machines, not home machines. Well, I don't. Cause I don't think you can't, there's no uh, group policy editor in home, right? It says the computers running any of the following systems which are excluded from this reservation. 8.1 Enterprise or 8.1.8 Enterprise, yeah. RT8, Embedded 8, Standard 8, Embedded 8.1, hmm. Windows 7 Enterprise, Windows 7 Embedded, um, Embedded 7, and no, and then uh, POS Ready 7. But every computer, even if it's not pro, has group policy in it. You just go to Computer Configuration Policies, Administrative Templates, Windows Components, and then there you're in your group policy. Even though it's you can control the group policy on a domain, but every computer has group policy in it. Um, yeah, Brantley's saying because I tried to do that on one of them. Oh, home yeah, machines, I couldn't saying. get in it. It wasn't there. I mean, do something. So I guess if you're running home, then run that GWX control panel. Right now, I have a Windows 8 that's streaming PCHP. Streaming PC it's just got a Celeron and uh and um it's a real small and um it never it it never. I never get any notification. It's there because I'll I'll just disable it and go and and device and uh, uh it's running in the background. I'll just go to in Task Manager just to disable it. But I don't I hardly ever get any notifications or nags on that. Probably because it wouldn't fit on there anyway. It's only got a thirty five gig hard drive. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but it, I don't download. I Windows, I, Windows Ten is not light. I know. I mean, I just I just use it for streaming and it works fine. What is that? One of the Motorola's? No, it's, I use no. It's that uh, HP streaming machine I got. It looks yeah. like a looks like a Roku size, but it's yeah, got two I, gigabyte I, gigabytes. Oh, the, the HP, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Cody runs beautifully on it. I mean, it's smooth as so. I can't believe that good Cody runs. Cooper, Cody, Cody, Cooper. No, not that. No, like no. Super Coop? Yeah, I know you're talking about. No. I just he just stands on it. I know you're talking about. I never met no. him though. I know you met him several too, times. Too soon. <laughs> well. I heard about our other friend in the other Voxer with the uh, six six terabytes of pictures on a drive that probably maybe you didn't hear it today. Oh no, I heard that one. Yeah, that's a six terabytes. A, a, a photographer with six terabytes of pictures, or at least a six terabyte NAS, no backups. J-Bod. Yeah. Well, he yeah he said it, it was a JBOD, and then he said it was it was splitting the data, and I'm like, uh, JBOD doesn't mean it's splitting the data, right? That just means basic disks, right? 
I don't know. I don't that's know. What, that's what he knows it's more. Just, I, I didn't. Just, I mean, he said spanning, which is a uh, some a raid. That's right? a raid, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe he was. I don't know. But how long but, would it? How long well, you know would it take what? the Because you know, J-Bod just stands for just a bunch of discs. That's, that's right. all it is. You know what? Here's a, the thing about that guy is that he's like he's like an old Italian grandma. Like he'll give you the recipe, but he'll put he'll he'll he'll, he'll put some wrong ingredient there so that you'll never quite duplicate. He'll never <laughs> quite give you the secret. I mean, the secret's there, but it's hidden. Oh, he it's helped not, me. Uh... And he, there's always some there's always some little lie. Yeah, some little detail, <laughs> some some falsification to obfuscate what's really going on. Because you know he'll he'll give you a sense of what's going on, but he's not gonna he's not gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. Oh, uh, I mean, he uh, Liam helped me get rid of the. Um... You said well, I was talking about Leo. Leo Laporte. I mean, he helped me. Get, <laughs> Leo Laporte. <laughs> he, he helped me get rid of uh, Lollipop off of my Nexus 7. <laughs> oh, man. For some reason, I always thought, I thought Olivia Munn, Who's an actress now? For some reason, I thought she was on Twit, but I think she was just on G4 TV, not yeah. not any of the Twit shows or Leo shows. No, I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> she was on on TV today, this afternoon. Yeah, yeah six <laughs> gigs, six gigs of your life gone is uh, no I mean, six, was, six terabytes. Was, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Six terabytes of your life's work. It's like eh, you promise you back. How long would it take to back that up? Oh my goodness. Well, not long if you do it properly and daily. <laughs> I don't know. My biggest but, hard drive uh, I got in my house is like 50 gigs. No, no. Yeah, um, six terabytes, that's a lot of data. I don't, I, it doesn't matter what, what company you use to back up that data. They'll, they may start limiting you if you're not putting out enough money for that. Um, the chat room's talking about Uncle I brought up that, uh, speaking of legal report, he didn't pay his caching service. It was going to hit him, but he never saw the email. And his caching service went down because he didn't pay the bill, and his network was down. Oh like, the Twit God. network was just online. It's gone. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he said he tried to call them, couldn't call them, tried to email them, couldn't email them, tried to, you know. And he, he ended up twi- doing a Twitter blast, and boom, within moments, they called him. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so, waiting to see a uh, waiting wait waiting to see a video on YouTube with him going off like he did with that uh that guy at one time. Remember? Remember? No. Oh come on, you remember? He dropped he dropped the uh some uh not nice words. What uh, of his guests on his show? I don't. You never saw. I that? don't remember. Have, I the one the one that I remember the most is the one where the lady calls up and says that she can't connect to the wireless anymore, and come to find out she's been using wireless off of her neighbor's open Wi-Fi, yeah. and they locked. They either locked it down or did something, but she's like, how do I get in it? And he's like, what? Seriously? <laughs> that was on the... That was the uh, tech guy, one of the tech guy ones. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. You know what? That's only happened a million times, but... I know. It never gets old. Never. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I don't remember my password. Matter of fact, no, this looks familiar. Right. Um, I've been hacked. So, yeah, Kevin, CrashPlan is awesome, but I think at six terabytes, I think they may... They may uh, I don't know if they start limiting bandwidth after that. Like, really, can they give you six terabytes? I know they say it's unlimited, but I have a feeling that they probably limit. They probably throttle it way down. And to upload six terabytes, I had to upload one and a half terabytes, and it took quite a while. Now I realize that it's upload speed, so it depends on what package you have and how busy your servers are and all that kind of stuff. But I think any any online any any cloud-based data six six terabytes is a lot. No matter yeah, how I mean, you well, look, I mean, you got to back it up somehow. Oh sure. And, and well, I that's mean, you know, it should be backing up locally or whatever. And and you know, 
the cloud stuff, it, it would just be a differential, and it and she could pick and choose. I mean, it's not like a photographer is actually actually needs to keep forever every single image they ever take. Right. Um, but you know, to have have to be but to be a photographer, do anything and have everything stored, your life's work stored or or the last six terabytes of your life's works stored on a portable device, essentially a portable. I mean, it's not like a, a PC sitting somewhere, right? I mean, this. this no, it was. It was like a it, like a NAS, like a Synology NAS or a QNet box. It was a box. It was a box with two discs in it, right? I mean, it was something that a cat could knock off a shelf. It's, sure. That's that's what I, what I mean. Portable. I, it's not always moving around, but it's something a cat could knock off a shelf if it wanted to. And so that's I don't know. That's living pretty dangerous. That's that's living dangerously. Excuse me. Oh, there's there's the uh, chat room link for you there about Mike about Leo Laporte blowing up. Ah, uh, yeah, I just put it in again. <clears throat> what did you ever figure out on that anyway? I I didn't quite get the wrap up on that story. Which was one? He, uh, uh, the uh, the J pod. I mean, was he able to? Yeah, uh, he. I think I mean, he got the, everything back. The, okay, so the so the appliance was was broken somehow, but the disc he was able to get the data from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got. But you. but it was his points were about uh, his, I mean his point he's trying to make that people just don't do backups. <laughs> oh no, that's oh, absolutely. I I just wondered what the uh, what the deal was there. I didn't hear the final wrap up. Okay, well, and Brantley did some look work because I, I knew that crash plan was unlimited. I I'm a huge crash plan. I'm I'll tout the crash plan. You know, flag. I, I'm a huge crash plan. And he says so. He and he wrote. He says crash plan says quote unquote. We don't care if you're backing up five gigs or five terabytes, and we don't place limits on individual file sizes. Furthermore, we don't throttle upload speeds, no matter how much data you've backed up. We don't throttle upload. All right, which is awesome. So. I've you know I've been using CrashPlan for years and uh, yeah they're I I that's that's they're kind of my go-to for for offsite cloud cloud backup. Um, he says it would take forever it would be it would just take forever to get the backup there. But once you get it there, normally only changing a few files is not so bad. So that's true. So yes, it would probably take her quite a bit of time to back up the data to them unless you use their pro stuff. If you bought into their pro plan uh, or their enterprise plan, you could probably do a seeded hard drive. Um, work with them, and then that will help you get the data up there faster. And what the nice thing about CrashPlan is you can download their app, but then not use their service. You can use their app to back up to data to another computer. So, so I could I could download the app. It's cross-platform, which is nice. Put on my Linux machine, send Mitch a box that has Windows on it, and then use my CrashPlan. Just use the CrashPlan app to back up my Linux box to to the box in at Mitch's house for free. Thank you. And then Mitch would have all my data, oh, all my pictures. So, I, I have a tech question. You should raise your hand. Okay. Um, we have, ooh, I'm raising. The floor, the floor, rec the floor recognizes Mitch Hammond. We got a, some great people in the chat room too, and you guys. Um, our two computers here run in Windows 10. This one here is Windows 10 Enterprise, or what is this? It's uh, I got because I got such a bad memory. This one is. Windows 10 Pro, and I have my recording machine is a is Home. My question is, I share files between the folders between them both, but from from the home, from the Pro machine, I can see the files on the uh, Home machine. But from the Home machine, it won't let me connect. It wants me use password. I don't have anything set up with passwords, and it, but it, it's asking me for you know username and password to connect to the Pro machine. I don't want to. What? Do you understand? No, I lost I it. Got Go some ahead. Share, I got some shared folders, right? 
um, like on this, this machine app right now, I'm doing you know, in the Google Hangout. It's a Pro, Windows 10 Pro. I have a Windows uh, Toshiba Windows 10 Home. Now, when I try to look at files on my from from the Toshiba Home machine on the Pro machine, it's asking for a, a password and username. But okay. I don't, I don't, I don't have any password. Like I just log on the computer. I don't have no. That's password. why. You have to you to to be able to share data like that, or to be able to see data like that. You have to have a password. But I can do it the other way around. I can do it from the pro machine to the home machine. No problem. Sees everything. But is it because of is it a pro? I believe of, you, yeah. I you you so, need too. a password. Yeah. And make sure you make sure you're using for simplicity. Make sure you're using the same username and the same password on both machines. Sides. Yeah. I don't. But I don't have it set up to log on that way. So I'm not. Well, no, I know that, but I'm that, saying but yeah. because. Because if I'm using it, because if I log in with my Linux box with the username Martin and the password one two three, and I try to log onto this uh, box over here with the username Martin and the password four five six, when I try to jump from this computer to that computer, it's going to ask me for a password because it's going to try to transpose Martin one two three, which is what I'm logged on to, over to that computer. But that computer doesn't have Martin one two three. That's so, Martin four five six. So unless I, can, I create a user on that, so I can set up the same password on both machines. Right, okay, and then what's going to happen? The same logon password, and then what it's going to be able to do is it's going to be able to. So when they request request data, it's going to say, "This is who I am," and it's going to say, "Oh, I know who that is because you already have credentials on this machine," and allow you to pass it as opposed to asking you for the password every time. Right, I had that issue too, like years back on a Windows 7 machine, and um, it was a pro, and I I I got it to do it with it. I had to disable, turn something off, and group policy. And I forget what it was. It was a long thing I had to read, and it worked though. But I, I mean, some of my machines I do have uh, passwords on there, but. The three down here, I don't. One, two, all right, four, sorry. Got it. Um, well, mine are all Tim, one, two, three, and Tim, four, five, six. Just like oh, mine are all monkey, one, two, three. Well, that's not what you said. You just said. Well, oh, well, I'm not going to tell What's you what it example? is. On, I'm not going to tell you what it is live. Yeah, it's an example. I use the launch codes, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I thought it was zero, 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 zero. He uses the new launch codes. Yes. Oh, the new the launch code launch code version two point Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the secret, the top secret. Hey, we may we may get to use it if uh, if um Trump wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shouldn't say that. That's uh, okay. Um, so I also had another client who this so I say so a lot. Uh, in Windows, I have these clients who have moved from Pop and I or Pop and IMAP to Hosted Exchange. When you have a pop or IMAP and you're using Outlook, you can put passwords on the .pst file. So when you open up Outlook, before it does anything or in the process of opening Outlook, you, it'll ask you for a password because it can't open up the .pst file, which is where all your data is, right, until you put in the password. When you switch to hosted exchange, it makes it an OST file, and you have things like a cached exchange mode and other issues, and so you can't you can put a password on it, but the password's only to download the newest data. When you hit cancel, you can see everything from the other day. So, so it it works, but it you all you have to do is go back in the next day and hit cancel. You can't get anything new, but anything that was old will be there. So I've had some of my clients wanting to be able to lock down Outlook um, for different reasons. You know, they just want to be able not to open up Outlook because other people use their computers and and they want their email to be secure and, and safe. There's a program out there that I, I've been testing with, and so far, so good. It's called WindGuard Pro. Um, you can download it from www.windguardpro.com. This will password protect any application, but it does more than that. So 
when you download this, what I found is when you download this, you um, it's it's well, first off, it's free that I've seen, but they ask you to pay five dollars for it. So um, let's see, I think you can buy it in a bundle as well. It was like one for five or five for twenty one twenty five or something, something along those lines. Um, it was it was super super inexpensive. Um, but what you can do is this will lock down any executable. So you launch the application, um, update it, have whatever you want open, and then when the application launches, you can go in to see what's running, and you can double-click, and you can say, lock this. But it does a lot more than that. You can lock things like the command line, the start menu, um, any USB thumb drives um, or any USB drives. Uh, it does passwords. Oh, wait, it does uh, you know Windows Explorer, um, like the drive itself. So you can kind of you can kind of make a kiosk out of this, and then you you there's a password you create a password. So when you launch the app, you have to put a password in before you can get to any of the settings. And it's been running now for about a week and a half at a at a at a client of mine, and so far so good. It's worked out really really well. Is it limited to what you can have or how many different programs you can block or lock? I don't think so. I think you can you can lock it way down. So maybe you want Outlook and Firefox to be blocked, but everything else unblocked. When you go to run Firefox, what happens is the program runs, and then all of a sudden the program goes away, and the box pops up for a password. If you don't put the password in, you hit cancel, the program closes. It's like it, it it's like it suspends the program, but if you put the right password in, the program then relaunches. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't actually shut the program down because like Outlook, you know, when you open up Outlook, sometimes it takes a while and it it kind of chugs for a little bit to get your profile up and running, and then it opens up. This program will run, do all that, open up Outlook, lock it. Put in your password, you're up and running. So, but you know the 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 previous version before you upgrade it right away, it tells you you have 29 days left. It you know buy buy this within 30 days. When you update it, all of those warnings go away. So I don't know how long the free version runs. Maybe it's an endless trial. So I'm gonna run. I need to touch bases with him again and ask him. Have he had any pop-ups? Anything mentioning you know this program? But even if um, even if it is free and it uh, does. It ever. It ever prompts you for uh, an application. It's five bucks. It's not a. You know. It's not an expense. Uh, it's not an expensive uh, application. So, um, WindGuard Pro. Oh, here it is. Um, WindGuard Pro 16. You can download the trial. Um, three PCs, twelve dollars seventy-five cents. Ten PCs, forty-two fifty. Five PCs, twelve twenty-five. Um, and then there's a whole custom order. And there's a uh, CryptGuard, which will decrypt, encrypt, and shred files as well that they have there on their site. But you know, so the more you buy, the cheaper it is. But for five bucks, I'll throw them. A, I'll throw them a bone and and uh, and use it. Can you like in um, if you're if you're an admin, can you keep programs from running? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. What do you, well, let me. What do you? So oh, yeah. this person is a local admin on the machine mm-hmm. because this app runs and you need a password to run it. So even if he's a local admin on the machine, which means he can install data, I can still lock him out of stuff because he. I may use a, a password that he doesn't know in that application. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, it's not based on your user. It's based on there's a password within the application itself. Terrible name. It sounds like it sounds like a real spammy drive-by virus. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, oh. it, 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 that that's that's to say nothing. I have no opinion of the product. I, it, you know, I, yeah, I hope right. you. Know, it sounds really interesting, but the name. Yeah, is I have awful. to find that Wingard Pro tutorial. See how to remove it. <laughs> Speaking of spammy. I was in. I was out of state. I was in Vancouver, and I got a call. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to answer it. And it was, "Hey, Martin, it's Michael. Want to let you know that my computer. I don't know if you can hear it, but my computer's making a big noise. It's screaming at me. It's telling me I'm infected, and that 
and you know it's locked the computer. There's nothing I can do. Microsoft says I need to call this 800 number um, to 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 get rid of it. Uh, go ahead and give me a call when you get a chance. So the first thing I, I'm like, I call this guy, and I go straight to voicemail, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, he's talking to those guys. Sure enough, Aww. I called him. Hey, how'd it go? He goes, well, I called the 800 number, and I talked to a Microsoft tech, and the Microsoft tech remoted into my computer, and he got it all working. He showed me I had I had like 500 connections to my machine since 3 a.m. this morning, and it was getting hugely infected. And I said, yeah, they'll do that. And then I said, you didn't pay him, did you? And he goes, well, towards the end, he wanted $400, and I wouldn't pay him. He kept him on the hook. And so I'm like, I, you know, I said, okay, Microsoft will never call you. You didn't have anybody in your machine. Um, so I need to follow up with him because he was going to have me run back into his machine and check it out and see if he was infected with anything. But he says, ah, oh, everything's running fine. But he pays for my managed antivirus, so I don't know why. <laughs> like, he didn't wait for me to respond. Because in my, in my voice message, I'm like, just hold the power button until it shuts down. You know, but he, boom, first thing he did was just call Microsoft. And he go, I said, did you get some Microsoft support in India? And he goes, no, 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 it wasn't India at all. And then later on, he's like, so this Indian guy kept telling oh. me to... <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, aha! I said, you were totally spammed. And you're a liar. I, yeah. yeah. So, oh... Uh, Whoopsie. People. People. People, people, people. People, people. So we have talked about Pixie booting in the past, um, and I use it here a lot um, at my in my place here, for so I don't have to carry around CDs and stuff like that. So this CD came out, netboot.xyz. Um, netboot.xyz. So what this is, is a, it's a Pixie, it's, it's a downloader, it's an ISO, you can download it. It is um, just multiple flavors of operating systems. So what it does is it says it's a way to select various operating systems, installers, or utilities from one place within the BIOS without the need to go and retrieve the media and run the tool. So you run it, and I ran it just to check it, but it has uh, Interdros, Linux, I don't know how to say that one, Arch, CentOS, CoreOS, Debian, Fedora, FreeBSD, Kali, Magia, OpenBSD, OpenSUSE, Rancher OS, Scientific, TinyCore Linux, and Ubuntu. So you go and you just boot from those, and then it walks through the setups, and it's a, it's a net booter, so then it downloads everything from the Internet, but then it will install Linux for you. Um, the utilities, AVG, CloneZilla, DBAN, Gparted, HDT, Memtest, Partition Wizard, Pogo Stick, which is the, um, that's now, I, they call it Pogo Stick, but that's your um, offline NT boot cracker one, mm-hmm. and then Super Grub to Disk. So it's just an ISO, and uh, it's a great way if you're looking for a, a CD that has a whole bunch of just a quick way to do some uh, net boots to for uh, Linux distros or or some you know another another gosh another CD to throw in your tool bag. Uh, Netboot.xyz. All right, I'm gonna get on my little rant, um, my little my little soapbox here. Yeah, hit it. All right, are we? Not at a point at some time here where computer manufacturers and distributors have, when are they going to finally just realize that they can't stop doing stupid things that make, that, that weaken the security of the systems that they're selling? Okay. We've seen this time and time again from a lot of manufacturers, including Lenovo. Well, Lenovo did it again. There's an application out there called ShareIt, S H A R E I T, and it's their file sharing application. Within within their um like within Windows, it's their own. Uh, it, what it says is, ShareIt is a free file sharing application that is designed to allow people to share files and folders from Android devices or Windows computers over a local LAN 
through a Wi-Fi hotspot that's created. Okay, they they hard coded the password on every single one of these. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's it. I'm like, I when I heard this, I thought seriously, when 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 do when do when do they finally say we we got to stop doing this kind of nonsense? Is this something that they don't care about, or is this something that they just eh, not my problem, and they just pass it on, or 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 do they care and just it's too little, too late? So this is a password in the in the code, but somebody somewhere decided that that shouldn't be user configurable. Well, it, they just gave it a generic password. Well, it can be. I mean, it's hard coded in that, so you can't change it. Right. I don't know. I that's, just but, okay, and so that's. I mean, that's. That's what that's what this password does, right? So the the devices that communicate to each other, kind of like when you, uh, I, I guess, an example that I can relate it to is when uh, you connect up some Bluetooth device, and you know it tells you the it has a hard, you know, the, the peripheral has a, some hard coded uh, um, Bluetooth code that you can't change. It just, you know, when the keyboard pops up, you just have to type in four zero three two because that's just what it is. Right. That's, I mean, that's one. Is that is that what this thing is where the the, the passwords are already in the device, so that the user doesn't have to actually handle that. It just connects. I don't. I don't know. I don't use oh, share okay, it, unfortunately. Okay. But I just. Yeah, but it's stupid. But that's a, but that's a stupid thing. But then I, again, I, I mean, if if all of them have the exact same thing, it doesn't really matter what it is. Right. I mean, if if your Bluetooth device was a revolving password every time it connected, that's one thing. If it's the same all the time, like zero 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 zero, which yeah. most things are. You know, there's a problem with that. But now we have, you know, manufacturers, and you know, Lenovo's done the other things, and Dell's done other things, and it's just, you know, and they're not the only ones who have hard coded stuff. You know, lately it's been top end Juniper, you know, top end, you know, there's been password flaws in Juniper switches, and, but, you know, I, I don't. It's getting to the point where it's just, it seems like it's all the time. Somebody's, somebody says, oh, this person hard coded this, and I kind of think, okay, you know, early on, you know, ignorance is bliss. They didn't know. Or now they know it's been revealed and stuff like that. But as time keeps going on, when it's just history repeating itself, and at one point do you say, you you know, history repeating itself is not allowed anymore, or do you just chalk it up to, well, that's what they're gonna do? Um, I you know what I I'd have to read this because I don't understand. I mean, I I I have a sense of what what this thing is and what it does, and I saw the story, but I didn't I didn't read it earlier, so. I don't I don't understand exactly what the threat is here. Other than it just it just sounds like more stupid behavior that's going to lead to some issues down the road. I, uh, is this thing is this a thing that is available to the user to like basically make what you can do now just just do it really easily? Yeah, I mean, there's, all, there's all kinds of things available. I mean, like any of us could just could set something this up, but this is to just make it like really dumb and easy for anybody. Is that is that what's happening here? The software. Yeah, I mean it's his own proprietary sharing software. Okay, all right. I, I you know, I would expect I would expect that from uh, I don't know a, a, uh, a, you know, a really a, a really lesser manufacturer. You know, somebody who caters to really unsophisticated people. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, to me that the, the Lenovo brand continues to lose its tarnish. Uh, that to me that name. Yeah, kind of decent hardware, and you've got decent support, and you could go to the site, and, and uh, you know, uh, there was always really good uh, documentation. But you know, who, uh, who there's doing all these, these, making these stupid decisions, put this garbage on? 
Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've got a Lenovo ThinkPad. I really like my Lenovo ThinkPad. And, and, you know, first thing I did was pull the hard drive, and the hard drive's actually in a box. Pull the hard drive, put an SSD on it, and put Linux on it. So I still have the Windows, the original yeah, Windows hard drive. But so I'm not too worried about that. But it, you know, it's but this is I know this is small. It's one little thing. But you know, while this is one little thing that it's small, you've got you know enterprise routers. You have you know you've got the kids' toys that take pictures. You know you've got the you know, you've got things. you've got yeah the whole Internet of Things. You've got the cameras now. You've got the doorbell, the Ring doorbell, the, the Ring Central doorbell hack that's been that's been fixed now. But you know it's just I don't know. Uh, every now and then, it, it, it makes well, me... You know, and, it's, and it's exploding. I mean, this is something that you buy, you you know, you buy the machine now. That's the thing. You buy the machine now, and it's like, okay, I guess that if we really, really want to pick this thing apart, it's like, ah, come on. Build it. I mean, it's a very small fret. But you know what? That that machine could stay in service for years and years, I, especially the way I use things. I mean, stuff lasts, not my kids, so it's, it's a doorstop in about three months, but, you know, I use things forever. And right. so... What does the Internet of Things look like, you know, three years from now, seven years from now? I mean, it's going to explode. Yeah. It's going to explode. So, you know, these sort of things. Um, and I've kind of, I've kind of strayed away from that. I haven't been, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm. There are certain things that I'm an early adopter on, and that I like to tinker and play with. But there are certain things that I just, I, I just kind of want to sit back and wait. You know, like the whole, you know, all the Internet of Things stuff. I just, it's, it's me. Um, I have no reason that I needed my refrigerator to tell me what it is. I like the Ring Central stuff. I think that's pretty cool. But um, I don't, you know, I was thinking about doing some video cameras. But you know, make sure that you know if it's externally facing, you lock them down because you can go to the that one website. You could get all the camera settings. You can look at external cameras now, and you know, baby monitors, and you know, everything technology is stupid until you personally find that killer application for you. Until you actually have that moment. Where it solves a problem for you, and then it becomes it goes from being stupid and useless, and the people that use those things are complete jerks and like Bluetooth have, until you have that moment where you use it, and it solves it solves a problem for you, and then you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, man. That's yeah. Just, I mean, you can these people with these old every single person still uses a flip phone. Oh, this is all you need. This is the greatest thing. You don't need all that, you know. But I've never seen anybody get a smartphone and then say. Nope, I want my flip phone back because this is stupid. I, you know, and it is until you like actually use it and it solves a problem for you, and you find your life is just slightly better because of it. And all of a sudden, technology makes sense and it clicks. So I, I don't know. I mean, do I want? Do I really want my water heater online? No, but I don't know. I mean, if I actually saw where enough people were alerted because the water heater burst and it was blowing all over the place, and I don't know. If it, if it actually solves some real problem, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that kind of makes sense. But um, did did you read? Um, it's funny because uh, did did you read the uh, the article that uh, Liam wrote about the Internet of Things? No, Liam. Oh, yeah, Liam. No, I, I didn't write. You know I didn't what, read right before the show, right before the show, he posted it uh, to our chat and asked us to um, proofread it. And, but you know what? It it kind of just real quickly went over the, went over the Internet of Things and. Oh um, gosh, there's 41 different responses. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm not really gonna kind of hit on it um, because that you know that was that was his documentation that was his uh, that was uh, content he created for his site. Uh, sure. But basically, you know, it, it kind of goes into the Internet of Things and just um, you, we have to stop thinking about things as uh, you know, your network, everything we have to stop thinking about it as the network. I mean, we have to really kind of start divvying it up and saying um, what 
what should have access to what, you know, what is this device, what does that do, and so um, does everything need does everything need internet uh, connectivity? Well, probably, but is it necessary that um, you know my my, uh, my the Android app that runs my garage door opener should it really have access to uh, to my NAS device? Well, probably not. Right. So he kind of kind of kind of delved into that, and and uh, you know, and it's it's classic layup. It's like, hey, here's here's a threat to your life. You don't want to deal with it. I'll come in and fix that for you. Right. Just selling it. It's like. And he's, and it's like he's not creating an issue where there is no issue. Um, he's just saying, "Hey, look, this is this is out there, and uh, you don't want to don't want to deal with it. Hey, I'll take care of it for you." So yeah, I'll have to I'll have to read that. Selling. It looks right. like it. Yeah, Brantley Brantley posted uh, an Amazon link uh, for uh, eleven dollars and forty four cents. You can have uh, the Quirky Egg Minder Wink app enabled smart egg tray. Um, it syncs with your smartphone to let you know how many eggs you've gotten at home, up to 14, not not like total. You can't have any more than 14 in this thing. Um, and when they're going bad, um, connects to your mobile device to track the number of eggs you have. Um, it has an LED light in the tray to let you know what's the oldest egg. Um, yeah, there you go. Do they have an app for Office for um, Alloc? It tells you how many emails you sent. I don't know. Um, I did get an email back from her. It is Outlook 2013. Um, let's see. Kevin in the uh, thing wants a bacon monitor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm, bacon. Uh, so. Oh my God. Uh, all right. So. Smart egg tray. You know what? I tell you what. I have been so sick for so long of dumb egg trays. I just they just sit there. Stupid things. I'm telling you what. I am. I'm telling you what. Hey, smart couch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how long you've been sitting there, or how long maybe the couch has been sitting there? Oh, uh, you know what? I don't want a smart couch because it would it'd be like you've been here, you've been here too long. I know. There's yeah. time for you to move. It's like it's like Wally. It's like the, I mean, those couches that move. Actually, you know, if it would just alert me to when the springs are a little bit, you know, they're, they're slightly uh, compressed uh, too much on one side, it just tells you just to move down, move down. Okay, stop. I'm back. Just Come so back. all the springs like wear evenly. You don't, you don't want to get like a hump in the middle. Oh, of course not. No. No. All right. Um, Matt Rainey's in the chat, and he's got a possible solution. I'm not sure if he's going to type it, but go ahead. I'm going to read this, and then we'll come back to Matt. Um, July 24th, excuse me, July 22nd through 24th, the Toronto Unconvention for Computer Techs and Business Owners. Um, I think I'm going to head, I'm going to try to go to that. Um, so uh, that's, it's on TechNibble. Uh, I think Corey Fruitman is involved in this. Oh, it's, yeah, Mike Smith. It, is that what it is? Yeah, I, think, I I haven't yeah, heard much so about much. it. I apologize. Yeah, I believe it's the one with Mike Smith. But I'm going to try to go to this. Um, I have to go to Canada, so we'll see if they'll let me back into the country. We'll uh, we'll go from there. But check that uh, check that out. Uh, okay, on to our email because we we're running. I got to do some stuff too. So okay, here it is. Matt Rainey says you can use the view filter and go to the advanced. Wait. You can use the view filter and go to the advance to put in between the dates. So show me the things that sent between these two dates and so on. Oh, there you have it. I'm going to copy and paste that because she emailed me. Okay. Um, email. Email says, get to the email. Hi, guys. It's Craig from the UK again. I was listening to an episode a week or two ago, and Martin was saying about a client who had the st- who had still who was still on Windows XP and can't turn them off. I'd like to say that I feel your pain. I had someone exactly the same. I had someone exactly the same. I get called round every so often when things go wrong. Uh, just had them, a pr- just had to get them a printer, but the new ones support XP, so couldn't 
get one of them. But the new ones, it must be new ones don't support. Um, but I managed to get an older printer similar to the one they had, a HP PSC 20, uh, 1210, an all-in-one printer. They had the 1213, which had a USB port on the front, and they said the old one was a little faster, but they were happy with it. Okay. Uh, a few days ago, they said the computer wasn't turning on. Yes, I thought. Now's my chance to get them upgrading. I thought. Uh, I thought. I thought. I got around to turning on the PC. It started loading. BIOS beep. Fine. Hard drive spun up, but monitor didn't didn't come on. This monitor is an old 12 to 14 inch flat screen with one cable that sticks out the back. VGA cable that plugs in the VGA port on the PC, but the VGA plug is another socket uh, on it, about three and a half millimeter, like headphone jack, where the power supply plugs into. Followed the cable to the power supply and saw the light wasn't on the supply. Picked it up. The light came on and the monitor came back to life. Um, so now I have moved That's the supply. Yeah, so now I have moved the supply, so loose connection, and the PC is working fine. What I don't understand is they have the money to upgrade, but it's so it's not like, like it's the funds. So please, Martin, please, if you find a solution to your pain, please let me know. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Craig from the UK. Well, Craig from the UK, I Saturday I went to the client that was having the last XP machines, and they purchased Windows 7, and I deployed Windows 7. Not only that, but then I went around and put all their computers up to Windows uh, to eight gigs of RAM is from four gigs of RAM. So, um, I don't if they're you know if your clients if if you can you can tell them this is the problem. Here's the solution. Here's how we can fix this. And if they choose not to do it, then maybe that's when you have them maybe put something down on paper. Like it's not going to be my if you get infected because you have a Windows XP machine that's no longer supported or then I can't be held liable. What what would happen? I, I this is what I want y'all to do. We have, a, we have a question like, when you deal with customers, I want you to stop and think. I want you to turn around. So when your customer has you do something that is, it's out of your routine. It's like they ask you to do something you would not recommend. And you, so you get in this middle thing of like, you think, oh, okay. So you're kind of going through your mind. Why, why is it I recommend you do this? And, and some things are very clear cut. It's like red light. Everything's just like green. It's like, eh, okay, well, I, don't, I have an opinion on that, but I don't really care if you go the way. Sometimes I get into a thing where I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, maybe, uh, maybe that's what they want. I don't know the customers are like, right, but I would never do that. You know, what they're asking you to do, I want you to stop and think, turn around and ask, what would you expect your mechanic to say if you asked him the same thing? So if, if you were at your mechanic and you said, you know what, I never use seatbelts, just take them out because they're in the way. Well, they would never do that, okay? And they wouldn't hesitate, say, hesitate to say, you're crazy, I would never do that. Uh, that's a safety thing. Obviously, it's your personal safety, but you know what? Um, many things in tech, you, you draw a real strong correlation uh, to personal safety. Uh, if, if they're asking you to do something that is uh, just, well, obviously illegal, well, good. What, what would happen if you asked your uh, mechanic, you know what? I, it's going to be a lot cheaper if we just put new exhaust on. It's, it, don't bother with that Cali converter. That's, that's going to be five, six hundred bucks. Just don't even do it. Leave it off. Well, that's illegal. He won't do it because it's illegal. And, and it's the same thing. As a tech, it's like, if you'd expect your mechanic to, to get in your face, point a finger at you and say, I would never ever do that, and just act like I was ridiculous. That's what, that's really what, the way you should be approaching. Don't him haul around. I mean, draw a hard line. Um, and then if they're asking you just to do something dumb, uh, like so, as, when I go to the mechanic, and it's pouring oil over the place, and he says, look, I can't let you leave because this, you know, this is an environment, it's an environmental problem, or maybe there's a tire, it's about to blow out, and I got my kid, and it would just be, wouldn't necessarily be safety, wouldn't necessarily this or that, but it would just would be a very bad idea, potentially. Uh, you know what? He's going to draw a hard line with you at the same, uh, again, and so you, you kind of have to, you have to be the same way. When somebody asks you something, it's out of my routine, and I don't, I have a policy, but, but at the same time, I just, it's my nature to fix things. I, I want to, like, just take what I got and make it work. <laughs> 
you know. But sometimes, and a lot of times, you don't. They're asking you to do something that's over here, and your ability to make it happen legally and responsibly and, and maintain your, your reputation is way over here. And there is nothing in between. That's, that's the point where you have to say, no, I would not do that. No responsible tech would do that. And um, you, well, there, there's some things that you can say, look, I'll gladly have you sign a paper that says, this is what the customer wanted. I recommended against it. Um, whatever comes of it, that's on them. I told them not to do that, and because this could happen. And then everybody signs it. You know, that's that's um, you know that's one thing. But uh, it, it, what do you think, Martin? Is am I uh, am I resonating here? You're <coughs> totally resonating. Okay. I mean, if a plumber came to your house and you asked him to do something that would be just ridiculous, you would expect him to just make a look at you like you're ridiculous. But well, I'm, I know I'm sometimes text. I mean, we say, well, you, we just want to fix things. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking, go out and steal their seatbelts and give it back to them when they put Windows 7 in. Oh, yeah, I like that. A little ransom. Go steal something. That's not bad. <coughs> oh my gosh. Bad. No, yeah, I, you I completely just, you agree. You just take the power cord. Just unplug it. Take the power right. cord. Right. Right. Just take the computer. You'll get this back <laughs> when you want to upgrade it. This is mine now. <laughs> take their monitor. Hey, take the monitor, Craig. Walk away with the broken monitor. <laughs> I don't know. What was that twelve inch or something? I don't That's right. <coughs> oh my gosh! It's a tablet. I, yeah, it is. I swallowed wrong. All right. Um, and that really hurts. I, I'm sorry. You know, I kind of, I kind of got off on that, but that's, that's like, I don't know. I think about that every so often. That comes back to me. It's like somebody asked me to do something, and I'm like, you know what? What if I ask my mechanic that? And so I, uh, that kind of, uh, that kind of struck that nerve there, and I, I, I went off, went off there. I hope, that, I hope that was helpful, for folks. They kind of, you know. That you just look at the situation a little differently. You don't owe anybody anything other than just the fact, you know. Right. They they hire you to to bring them up to spec. So. Yeah. Go for Mitch. The floor. Well, uh, the floor. On a, more, on a more important note, spring is 90, 92 days, eighteen yeah. hours, and three minutes away. Just think, thought everybody should know that. Softball registration starts this Saturday for us. Uh, I always wait to see what the groundhog says. No, the groundhog doesn't play softball. He supposedly <laughs> thumbs. He can't hold on to that bat. Hey, he does okay for a quadruped. All right, for a quadruped. Mitch, if people want to... <coughs> wow, if people want to... <coughs> you yeah. want to get a hold of us. Oh, gosh. All right, I'll take care of you. You can uh, send us emails at geesters.podnuts.com or better yet, send us a voicemail at 7076-PODNUT, 707-676-3688. It's been a while. Yes, yeah, so that's been a first email in a long time. Mm-hmm. Tim, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way that they can do that? Yeah, I'm Tim Bauermeister on G+. Nice. I'm uh, Martin at ObandoComputing.com. You can check me out at ObandoComputing.com. I'm Obando on Google+. Um, Obando Computing in the chat room. Um, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Uh, gosh, we had Matt Rainey. We had Kevin. We had Johnny. We had Brantley. We had Uncle Al in there. My goodness, we had a... a nice long list of folks. Tonight. We had a... I, I want to thank all the people who made this possible, made episode 177 possible. All right, guys, I've got a meeting. we got dinner to go to. So, guys, thank you very much. Bruce and I. Have a... Have a <laughs> hey, hey. Ah, thanks, kid. All right. Thanks All right. for taking back. Thanks for the Have a great week. Don't forget to be grateful. Bye, guys.